this season feels a little bit. Wow. Eh. I, I mean, even going into it, I feel kind of like, eh. right? And maybe that's just a product of these last few seasons that we've had. I mean, they've we've had some good races, we've had some really good races, but um, as far as like the overall season, it's it's lacked a lot of drama. It did, honestly, but um, give credit to Formula One what they had to work with in that situation. I mean, we got to see new tracks too, like in Portugal and Turkey um, that we haven't seen in a long time. Um, but also, to your point earlier, I feel that it may, it's just me, maybe Red Bull and Mercedes will battle out closer than years past. Uh, it may come down to the wire. I said this before, it may come down to the wire. It may come down to the last race. And with that, that was March 19th of this past year. I did call it that this was going to be close. It was coming down the way. I think, Mike, you said the same thing. Chaz was probably the only one that said Mercedes would probably blow it out the water. With that, welcome aboard. Lights out. This is another edition of the F1 starting with our season finale. we got the fireworks going. Uh, Max Verstappen is your world champion. And, Mike, I know you have some thoughts on that right now. As your handle would say, don't let the back markers through. So that um, was that was a mess, and and they did they did Hamilton dirty. Mm. They did him dirty. So you don't think the back markers should went through? You don't no, think- or or either do it or don't. But don't wait till the last minute till he has no you know no chance of recovery. If they would have let him through and had started the race with three laps left, it would have been a different story, but it's right down to the last lap, and they let the back markers through and then re- didn't release until Verstappen was right on the back back end of uh, Hamilton. The power of Mercedes ought to have a legitimate complaint. I mean, either do it or don't, but don't wait till the last minute till the advantage is to the till it takes away your you know a fair advantage. There's no fair advantage there. And I'm not, you know, I was a Verstappen fan in the beginning, and you all know that. And yeah, uh, uh, you know, I was rooting for him to win the world championship, and well done to, to Max. And and I'm sure there'll be many more because he's a fantastic driver. But it's, this should have been Hamilton's eighth. He 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 did he did the work to do it, and you know, here we are. I have two points on that. One, look back at 2008. It had the very similar finish in Brazil with Hamilton coming out on top. So this is a reverse for Hamilton. Yeah, but there were still a couple of races. Well, yeah, yeah, no, but this, this is this was tight all the way through. It was. You know that that year he won it with a couple of races left. So it wasn't. Holy cow! I'm sorry. Somebody just decided to do construction outside my. <laughs> about the man cave here. Well, that leads me to my second point there. If you look back at, um, actually, someone said this on Twitter. If you look back at Lab 50, we watched the race. Check out their radio. Check out Mercedes radio. They were predicting this before Massey, before anybody else would announce this, that this will happen. Why underneath the yellow flag when everybody was, Hamilton, actually, I think Verstappen was in the pits at the time. They came on the oh, radio yeah. for, for yeah, Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, he took, a, he took a pit stop and then was able to catch up because it was under the yellow flag. And then they let all the back markers through. 
and he had momentum because Hamilton had to wait until all the markers got through, and Verstappen was coming up full. You know, he had he had the momentum from behind. It mm -hmm. was. It just it, it just shouldn't have ended that way. They should have let the back markers through with about five laps left, and then just let them race. Well, they came on the radio. Mercedes came on the radio at five fifty and said that uh, Verstappen will be behind you. And Hamilton was cursing. Are you, are you sure about that? But well, yeah, um, but Hamilton. But, but they, but they, had the back mark, they had the back markers there for like five laps. They were under yellow yellow flag for like seven laps. And they were talking about it. how come they're not letting the back markers through? Why not they're letting the back markers through? And and they just were bunching up and bunching up and bunching up. Verstappen got a pit stop, got back out, got up behind the back markers. I mean, it was like, what the hell are they doing? Either get them out of the way or don't. But don't. Yeah. I didn't like the way it ended. I mean, I'm happy for Max, but, you know, you, you got to. Hamilton deserves the respect of having a fair race, and that I don't think that was fair. Uh, I mean, that's to my our, opinion. That's my opinion. I, I thought they did him dirty. To to our both both our points earlier this year, we thought Hamilton would retire at the end of this year. I think this gives him momentum to stay and fight for another championship. I, I mean, it'd be yeah. I mean, he's been around for a long time. He's one of the senior drivers now, so. You know, and as safe as the cars are now, and he's on it. He's on the best team, by far the best team. Uh, Actually, thank you for bringing that point up because I want to point this out to you. Since they're changing power units, if you look back 20, 30 years, whenever some a new power unit comes up, a new team comes up with it. Like look at Red Bull in two thousand uh, and ten. Look at Ferrari in two thousand. The only time that didn't really fit was like the late 2000s, whenever the new V10 came in, or I'm sorry, VA came in, and there was a few years there was just multiple people. But if you look at every different power unit coming into play, that brings up a new team, Mercedes in 2014. Yeah, I think this is going to be different, though, because they have those new rules now, so everybody's kind of even. Punched up, yeah. You know, they're I, all... No, no team has got a great advantage like it has been because of money or because of, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, they're all going to be kind of on a level playing field. So it's going to be more – it's going to come down to more of the driver, which I think is how it should be. I think all the cars should be the same, and you should see who the best driver is. Well, if you look back um, at Hamilton's career, he was really successful when he came to Mercedes. He won one world championship with McLaren. The other years, though, he was in the top 10, but he wasn't really as competitive as he was with with Mercedes. So to your point about being a, a driver, this may come up to a point that these F2 drivers are coming up right now, either this past year or the year, year coming up here. You're going to see a new crop of drivers that are really going to challenge the old guard, per se. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and they've got a lot of great drivers that – their potential really hasn't been reached because they've been in crappy machines. I mean, look at George Russell, for instance. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, uh, Gasly, Pierre Gasly. You know, they're just not in superior machines. So now that we put all the machines on the same level, uh, now we're going to see some good racing. Now we're going to see some – it's not going to be the same two people on the podium every, every week. And, you know, they've won the race with – 
two thirds of the field lapped. <laughs> you know, it's like first place, second place, and third place are going to be separated by five to six seconds, not a minute and a half. So it basically, and I'm going out on a, on a limb here, that we may even see a new team next year, new driver next year get the championship. We may see the next few years when we actually see the late 2000s, where you see multiple uh, drivers champions, multiple constructors champions come into play because of the new rule set. Everything is such tighter in the rule situation. But I want to come back to this um, to the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix because going into qualifying, Red Bull was on the softs. They started on the softs. And they just had this momentum behind them. And, and to be fair, they had a game plan going into qualifying to get Max on pole by help, by Pierre, uh, Sergio Perez helping him out, give him that extra toe behind him and push him into the qualifying and into pole. So the momentum, I mean, watching the race, I thought Lewis Hamilton had it in the back until the last minute. I don't want to take anything away from Lewis Hamilton. He pushed that car like never before in his career, maybe 2016 when he was going against Nico. But um, I think, I mean, looking back at it, I think, you know, possibly the stewards and Michael Massey should have made the decision sooner. But you can't really blame, and I'm not blaming Max, I don't think you're blaming Max or Red Bull for that decision. Well, no, no. It, it, this has nothing to do with Max. I mean, it. it I mean, he's going to take advantage of the situation like any good driver would. I'm not. I'm not mad at Max for stepping. I'm mad at the system that put Max in a position of an unfair advantage. In my opinion, sure. And they mentioned it, and then it was almost like they can't mention it, so they stopped mentioning it. But uh, I, I think it was a Button said. Uh, if they don't let the back markers through, the race is over. They need to let them through, and then as soon as they started letting them through, he's like, "What are they doing now that now you know?" Basically, Verstappen hit the back end of uh, Mercedes with a head full head of steam, and 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 Hamilton had to gear up. You know, he had to he had to get out from behind the safety car. Yeah. So it's almost like uh, Max had a running head start, and that's you know that's hard to overtake. And those cars it comes down to a fraction of a second, and he just had he had it. He had new brand new tires because he went in and took advantage of the pit stop. And even Hamilton was like, "What is he doing? He's getting a free pit stop." I mean, it was just it was bad. It was just it was bad all the way around. I didn't like the way it finished. I, I would have much rather have battled it out on even terms. And also, to be honest, should. Um... Lewis Pitt as well. I mean, he wanted to come in into the pits for new tires. Well, he wanted to come in, and, and you know, it's just one of those uh, last-minute type deals, and Toto Wolf said no. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of talking about it, too. I mean, only one pit stop. Max had three and still won. I mean, granted. Well, he had a free one under the yellow flag because he huh. had such a lead that, that he didn't lose his position. And then he had the one right there at the end where, again, he was ahead of so far ahead of everybody else whoever was in third place, Perez, who was in third place, was so far back, you know, <laughs> he went in, leisurely took his time, got back out there. Perez isn't going to mess with Plus, he, once he got back out on the track and got his position, everybody was bunching up behind the safety car. Yeah. 
The safety car ran around like seven laps. Who the hell has a safety car for seven <laughs> laps? Get the whatever the hell it was off the track and let's go. You know, safety cars go for two or three. They even mentioned that. It's like, why is the safety car still out there? Yeah. Isn't the track cleared? It should have been, you know, everything was, I, I followed everything that the, uh, that the, uh, you know, that the guys were talking about, uh, the commentators were talking about, and every single one of them was like, why are they doing that? They couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand it either. So, congrats, I mean, congratulations to Max, but yeah. I think. I think the end could have played out a little more fair for both drivers. It could have been. And, and honestly, the safety car should have came in a little sooner, maybe a couple of acts sooner, so they could have more racing. And, and or at least let the back marker sooner. Right. You know, not hold them up so Max can go in and, you know, get a cup of tea and go to the bathroom and grab a sandwich <laughs> and jump on the track. You know, <laughs> still be in position. <laughs> Actually, I want to talk about a couple more points here before we move on. I want to discuss this. I mean, Max. Um, well, first off, Lewis should have went in for for new tires and underneath the yellow, which what 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 you wanted to do. It was still on those old mediums for the most part. That's what really hurt him as well. Um, I think this was an error on Mercedes for not, you know, getting him on the softs too. Oh yeah, but but you know those are those last minute, you know they just they didn't get him in time and he passed the pit, passed the pit already and that was it. Mm -hmm. You know, and Michael Massey went on. I mean, well, him and Toto Wolf were you know fighting out with well, you know, the race was on this last lap, mm -hmm. and Toto Wolf was yelling into the radio like. You know, this should not happen. This is wrong. This is, you know, absurd. And Michael Massey just came back. Toto, this is racing. Leave it at that. Yeah, but he had he had a legitimate complaint, though. He did, but... He had a legitimate complaint. He had a, he had a legitimate complaint, in my opinion. You know, that's it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. Well, this came down to the last race, to the last lap. For the championship but th this is what we wanted to do this was what made us this is what we wanted you know to have this discussion basically um unfortunately has you know maybe a little asterisk next to it as far as his championship max's championship but well the i mean there, everything was within the rules it was just the way it played out yeah i think, I, I think they could have i mean there's they could have done more to make it more of a fair Exchange. Well, I also guarantee you this too that I mean, you know, no rules were broken. I make that clear. Nothing, nothing happened that was against any rules or regulations. Uh, right. It's just, you know, it's messed up. I just really hope that this shines a light on the stewards and Michael Massey. They may need new leadership and a new change in there because this was tainted with so much. This, this season was tainted with so much, you know, bad calls from the stewards and the FIA and and Michael Massey, the racing director. And it's just, I don't know. I think it's probably. I agree. I agree. It, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's too arbitrary. It's too arbitrary. 
it's like in this case, this happened and the same exact thing happened in another case. And, and they take two different, two totally different decisions and it's too ar arbitrary. The rules are too, and, and they, and, and the drivers even talk about that. Lewis Hamilton even made comments about that, that it's, you know, what are the stewards thinking? You know, they, they gotta, they gotta keep the same rules for everybody. They can't, you know, and I'm sure this will be covered on, on uh, drive to survive, which I cannot wait for February for this to come out. But, uh, you know, I, I just think there's, there needs to be uh, more of a consistency and the rules need to be plain. The rules have never been plain really in F1. It changed constantly. They're, they're more of a, uh, they're, they're very arbitrary. They're not letter of the law. You know, it's like, well, he tried, so we're not going to, well, no, did he, you know, did he do something or he, didn't he do it? doesn't matter the intent. What was the action? Right. You know, when Hamilton left, left the course, left the course and entered the course in front of, of, of Verstappen. And Verstappen's like, is he going to give me the slap back? And they're like, oh, no, no. Well, he, you know, he, he, he didn't regain the, you know, the advantage was regained before he entered the track. What, what does that mean? What does that mean? The advantage, he went off the track. You have to give the space back. You have to give it back. He did, he had to, um, and, and they didn't. But they did. They said no. They said he didn't gain an advantage. I'm like, how the hell are you not gain an advantage? You cut the whole chicane out. <laughs> and before we move on, what did you think of the new improved Abu Dhabi track? All right, you know, you know, I liked the track. I liked it. And, and uh, you know, I've always liked Abu Dhabi because it's so pretty. Yeah. You know, with the lights and the buildings and the LEDs and, 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 you know, a lot of monies went into that. And I really do like the track. And I think it's cool how the how, how you you go into the pit on one side and then you come out on the other because it, it's tunnels underneath. And, I mean, it's, it's a very futuristic uh, track. And... You know, it's 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 fun to watch racing on that track. It's it's big enough to where you could pass people, but small enough to where there's still, you know, it still makes it exciting. Well, absolutely, I liked um, how they made changes to the long straightaway. They took away that chicane and they added actually this big loop towards the end of the uh, track instead of having like a box and a chicane at the bottom there, they had, yeah. they made a loop. And that's where actually during qualifying Sergio Perez helped um, Max Verstappen out as far as giving that extra toe when he was going around that loop to make that extra uh, couple extra split second to get on the pole there. So, um, and, and I just want to mention real quick that Sergio Perez my God. is the ultimate sportsman. He ultimate did. sportsman. He understood his assignment. He knew exactly what was going on, and he did exactly what a teammate is supposed to to help another racer out. Uh, it was unselfish. It was brilliant, and he is a fantastic race driver. And if I were Red Bull, I would keep that team together as long as possible. Max actually did an interview with Sky Sports, and it's posted on Twitter. So go go check it out it's on our Twitter page. And he go. He went on and said this that um, Sergio Perez, with his help, is the reason why I am world champion. There's no doubt about that. No, no doubt. 
no doubt he did exactly what he was supposed to do as a teammate uh, and and as a sportsman, and he did it within uh, within the parameters of racing, and he did exactly what he was supposed to do, and that it's amazing. He's amazing. He's an amazing. He's an amazing driver. He's mm-hmm. one of the greats. He's he's one of the greats, and he'll he'll have his world championship. Too. I hope so. I hope so. Maybe in the next few years with everything bunching together like this, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and also to make an argument for this as well, you could pro- probably say with maybe the exception with Fernando Alonso and Ocon at Alpine, um, even that, I would say that this is the probably the, the best team on the grid as far as, you know, driver connection and yeah. helping each other out. Oh, absolutely. The next I, I, one would probably be Alpine. There's no doubt. No doubt. And uh, on a brighter note, uh, the Overtake Award, we know who the Constructors' Champion goes to, went to Mercedes, Max Verstappen got the drivers. Another split year, the first one in a long time. But the brand-new Overtake Award has been won by Sebastian Vettel. Congratulations to him. Um, As you see right there, he had 132 overtakes in this season, followed by Fernando Alonso. And then a retired yeah, Raikkonen sticking his nose up in there. <laughs> the old man. <laughs> the old man. And I'm just kind of surprised at the bottom there with uh, Yuki Sonoto with 110. I would imagine that um, Pierre Gasly, with his effort of coming from qualifying into the laps, especially in Abu Dhabi, that he would be finishing higher than Yuki. But Yuki actually had the best one of the t- of the two, for that matter. But well, he, uh, Gasly didn't spend a lot of time in the middle. He was always up in the top five or six, or he was out. So there wasn't really an opportunity to overtake anybody because he was in front of everybody or behind everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tale of two extremes, where all the all the names you see there: Lance, Carlos, Sainz, Fernando, even Sebastian. They're all in the middle of the race every time, passing each other. You know. I wonder how many of those overtakes, 132 overtakes for the same car in the same race. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because he's battling it out with Sergio or, with, uh, Sergio, or battling it out with Carlos Sainz, who is always right there, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it's nice to see him on uh, winning something this season, especially with a new team like that, you know, learning the system and everything. So it's yeah, nice to see that. Um. Now, Mike, I don't know if you want to really see our results. You know, let's hold on. <laughs> Michael Messi can't help me out in this one, man. The, the results are under review. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Needless to say, I'll, I'll say this. You did not win the Massapin Award. That actually went to Chaz. Since... Botas did not finish on the pole. Chaz showed up to the show as, as, as about as many times as Mazepin showed up at the finish line. Chaz, oh. <laughs> that is to you. If you're man enough to respond to that, come on. Let's do it. I don't know where he is, but. I don't know where he is, man. I, I miss going back and forth with him. God dang it. Yeah. <laughs> But to show 
the results here. And well, to be fair, we got another season ahead of us, but. How the hell you get that far ahead, man? Because I was the only one that only one that got something right in Abu Dhabi. You're the only one counting the points. <laughs> hey, you know, for the record, all these videos, all these predictions we did is on YouTube. <laughs> so you can go back and count them all up yourself. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. But you know what? Hey. Mr. Arbitrary points here. Uh, take it up with Michael Massey. Who cares? Um, yeah. That was our under review. <laughs> I, I, I could get two shits. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't. <laughs> but the slate is now clean. We're going to start anew, maybe invite more people in here. So. Next season, it, it could be yeah, any. Yeah. If anybody's out there has got access to a you know a camera, and I, I'm just using my uh, my uh, uh, Surface Go here, and you like talking F1 and talking trash, let's do this, man. Absolutely. And if you don't want to be part of the show, you can still make predictions with us. So you're welcome to do that as well. Yeah. So we'll, we'll figure all that out next season. But we need to figure out where Chaz went. We need to put on APB. Mm-hmm. He's probably with Michael Massey in the bunker. No, he's not. <laughs> we got Michael Massey there. Let's interview him. Come on, let's let's find out what the hell happened there. He says no. Figures. He says that's racing. Rubbin's racing, baby. Rubbin's racing. Anyway, I want to talk about this, too, how the, the constructors came out. Um, of course, you had Mercedes on top, of barely. I mean, I, I granted, that's with the help with uh, Botas. You know, he, he was a team player, getting some extra points. Being on podiums for the last few races as well, you know, really does help. So I don't want to take anything away from Botas. And I think he's going to be a real uh, good – Good, good player at Alfa Romeo and good uh, teammate at Alfa Romeo. So I think that's going to be exciting to see as well. But I don't know. I thought you know Sergio Perez was a better teammate, especially towards the end. He held Lewis Hamilton up as much as he could in Abu Dhabi. Oh yeah, it was it was fantastic racing. I don't. I really liked seeing that. But the order of finish was Mercedes and Red Bull. Um, a bit larger than I thought it was like 28 points there between the two. Then Ferrari finished in third, safely in third. McLaren, Alpine, uh, Alfa Torre, Ashton Martin. Williams came in eighth, higher than some people expected. That's pretty good. Uh, Alfa Romeo, and then, of course, Haas was zero points. Their only team was zero points this season. But I want to look back at this here. And this is what I took a screenshot of our predictions for constructors coming in to this season. And Mike, I'm going to start with yours. If I could, all right, let me get this out of here. This is your prediction going into the race. Um, you had Williams at number five there. Yeah, I said I had high hopes for Williams, but I got the first three right. <laughs> you did. 
you did. And um, I kind of want to see uh, this right here. McLaren, sur McLaren yeah, it surprised me a little bit. And I'm glad that I'm glad they're doing better because they're another one of the, the historic teams that I'd like to see, uh, you know, get back in the back in the mix. Uh, well, Chaz is here. It has the first two and the last one right. Nothing than that is, is wrong. Yeah, I had the last one right, too. <laughs> <laughs> so you had four right. You had four right. I had four right. Chaz had three right. And our friend on Twitter, I just pull up his right quick. I'm going to show that right quick. And I apologize for all this. this helps if I go to <laughs> rehearsal here. But um, <laughs> He I also know. had like three right. So um, F1. Fan two had three right there. Um, actually, I don't know. Alpine, I think, was pretty close there. And uh, Alphatori, yeah, it was pretty close. Yeah, on that, on that so wait a minute. I had four right. That's that's four hundred points. That puts me in in the lead. All right, you want to talk about who's in the lead? Then uh, let me show you mine prediction going into the season. At one, two, three. That's bullshit. <laughs> I know, right now. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. It's all on YouTube. I was all there. <laughs> yeah, look at this. Look at this bullshit, radar. Look at this bullshit. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. You know what? I think we just should in the show right now. Just go. We'll be till next year. Oh man, I think I had like six right. So, um, hold on. Yes, yes, I do think it's suspect that the person actually counting and keeping track of the points did win this year. Yes, I do. I do think that. Well, then, Mike, you're more than welcome to be in charge of that next season. <laughs> You don't want me to charge that. <laughs> I'm tired of that crap anyway. So, uh, yeah, by all means, please, if y'all interested in all this camaraderie, absolutely, <laughs> join us if y'all want to. <laughs> uh, but actually, before we get to our, uh, another topic here, you're thoughts on the leaving Kimi Raikkonen of the sport? Well, he's been around for, what, 28 years, 30 okay. years? You know, he was a world champion a couple times. I mean, he's a great race car driver, great competitor, funny, funny dude. Uh, I'm I think he, will go, and he will go down in history uh, for what happened at Monte Carlo the year he wrecked out walked out of his car, over the barrier, down onto his boat, got undressed and sat and drank and watched the rest of the race. That was amazing. So you wrecked your car right where your boat is. It's fantastic. That was perfect. It was awesome. And he just sat there and then they showed pictures of him using shorts and a t-shirt, drinking, watching the rest of the race with his, with his folks. That's funny. 
Oh. I will miss him. In fact, I posted on Twitter. It's like Sky Sports needs to hire him. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes, him and Button and oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Go at it. Absolutely, they could go at it like the old days. Just the snark, the snark. <laughs> and you never know; he might get a wild hair up his butt and come back like uh, Fernando Alonso a couple years later. Hey, I want to race again. You know, give me a spot. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah, could be. But, well, to be fair, Alonso didn't really leave racing. He he went to any car for a little while. He, he also did some other racing on the side. So he didn't leave racing, but I think apparently Kimmy is leaving and just retiring. Period. Yeah, he's just retiring. I mean, he's been in this, he's been racing for, like I said, over 30 years. I mean, yeah, that's a long career. That's, that's a good career. Speak about the old timers there. We just mentioned him, Fernando Alonso. He's actually going in for surgery in January for a uh, previous in- injury he did on his bike. Uh, this is on F1.com. So this may play into his ability to race again in 2022. I mean, hopefully everything's going to be all right with him and everything. But normally, if you come back from a surgery like that, you might he has to take time to heal and everything. So I don't know if it's going. He's going to be ready by the beginning part of the season in March. Yeah. So it's. I mean. Prayers with them. I hope everything's fine. He's he's my favorite driver, so I hope he does come back. And and he's proven with his injury, he can be able to come back and, and uh, help out his teammate and hold hold off uh, Lewis Hamilton for several laps and let Ocon win the championship there. But he's uh he's one of these type of players. That, I mean, I, I wish they showed it because whatever he finished on podium a few races ago. Or a couple of races ago, that um, like he went to congratulate Ocon when he won won the champion or won the, won, won, won a race. Ocon went and congratulate him and hugged him and you know celebrate with his team too. I I wish they showed that on the on the television, but they didn't. They just cut away very quickly, just like what Sergio went and tried to go and congratulate uh, Max Verstappen after winning the championship and winning the, winning the race. Uh, they cut away from that and showed like the crowd and stuff like that. It's like, what are you doing? I wanted to see those two embrace. I want to see those two hug and and share a moment. You know, they they cut a, cut away at the wrong time. I don't know why they did that, but um, off tangent here. But I just want to hope and pray that uh, that surgery goes well for Fernando Alonso. Yeah. And your overall take on this past season here, Mike. You know, it was fantastic to watch. I think uh, because of the Netflix show and the fact that the season, the way the season rolled out, I think F1 is enjoying a great uh, resurgence, especially in the American market, uh, especially since the, you know, the, the public is starting to see the personalities and getting to know the drivers. And, and, uh, and I'm glad to see that because F1 is the great race. It's the world's race. I mean, it's, it's one of the oldest races. It's one of the most prestigious races, and it is, uh, uh, you know, it encompasses the entire world. You know, NASCAR we race in in, in the United States. They got uh, Le Mans. Well, that's in France. They got, you know, this is in this country, and that. But F one is world all around the world, 
and uh, this is a great season that I think really will bring a lot of new fans to F1. I think it's fantastic. This kind of reminded me of 2016 in the sense and 2012 as far as going back and forth. Uh, Nico Rosberg only won the championship by a few points. Uh, back in 2012, for his third, Beto beat Alonso by three points. So that was a very close race. And they were going back and forth on that one as well. And other races were very, very tight. And I just, this is the seasons that we live for. Not blowouts, you know, by when you come back from summer break, you already know who the champion is. Nothing like that. This is what we as race fans wanted. We wanted to come down to the last race the last lap the last second and i mean i was literally on the edge of my seat watching this oh the whole race yeah the whole race. and i'm just especially at the end whenever they had the restart and it's just like <laughs> i was screaming at i've never screamed at the tv set over a car race football <laughs> games yes but not a car race and i was in it man it was it was awesome it, it was great <clears throat> So we have one last Twitter question of the week for the season. So, and before we do that, I want to say that we're going to try to uh, do a, a new show called a closer look. And we're going to have find a few more people in here and we're going to try to discuss our first topic on that show would be a close look of how Williams can turn re- return to prominence, basically back, probably not win a championship, but at least be competitive for it. Maybe in the top two, top three, uh, like they used to be, you know. Uh, I was looking back at the old standings back in the late 2000s. They were going between um, Codsworth. They were going between Renault. They were going between other different types of power units and engines, and they weren't really competitive then. Uh, even I think they were with Renault last time in the early 2010s where they actually were competitive. And they went and switched back. 2014 was the first year they were with uh, Mercedes. So, Well, Mercedes is never going to give you an engine that you're going to win with. No. <laughs> you know. <laughs> not when they have the same engine that they're using. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why they need to go out on their own again. New ownership, new everything, but we'll discuss that at a later point. The Twitter question yeah, of the week is... They put their drivers in a car that doesn't look like an air brake. I mean, just saying. And we'll leave Mike at that. So, <laughs> the Twitter question of the week is: Will next season be as competitive as this season? So we'll see about that. And we'll love. We can't wait for 2022 F1. So uh, make sure you go on Twitter. We'll follow us all throughout the off season on there. Follow us on the discussion. We'll still be here. So like, share, and subscribe. Follow us on other. Uh, Watch all the videos as well. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Former Racing. Email us if you have any topics you'd like for us to cover here on this show or any other show. Racing at gmail.com. So we'll wish you a new year, a new prosperity, and a new season in 2022. Merry Christmas. Have a happy new year. See you next year. Merry Christmas. <laughs>